Welcome to Binge Breakthrough, the podcast designed to help you finally break through the barriers that keep you stuck feeling out of control around food. I'm Master Certified Coach Jane Pilger, and I want you to know that no matter how long you've been struggling or what you've tried, food freedom is possible, and I'm here to show you how. After years of therapy, eating disorders treatment, restrictive diets, and reading all the books, I was still stuck in the on-again, off-again cycle of restricting and binging until I was able to see it all from a new perspective that changed everything. Each week, I will share the strategies, tools, and mindset that allowed me to overcome my decades-long battle with binge eating. Your journey to body trust starts now. Let's dive in. Hello, trusted listener. Welcome to Binge Breakthrough. I consider you a trusted listener because I trust that you are listening to this episode of this podcast for a reason. I trust that you are going to hear something today that is insightful and impactful on your personal journey with food. So this podcast will officially be aired on December 27th. If you are listening around the time that this episode comes out, New Year, the new year is right around the corner. And so I wanted to record this episode as a warning and a guide to help you to navigate what I see as the new year trap. And this is a trap that millions of people fall into. And I don't want that to be you this year. My hope is that this episode will help give you some guidance on how to approach the new year so that you don't fall into the trap and end up looking backwards and seeing all of the warning signs or the typical patterns that you fell into thinking this time will be different. So what is the trap? The trap is this idea that you can and should become a totally different person on January 1st. Here's what so many people do. They live a particular lifestyle. They are doing certain things, whether it is with food, whether it is with their finances, whether it's with alcohol, whether it's uh, how they approach their relationships or uh, projects at work, anything. They live one entire one lifestyle. And then they decide, I am going to turn over a new leaf. And on January 1st, I am going to completely change everything. Now, this is what people, this is what gets so many people in trouble. Here's what I want to say, though. You can absolutely become a totally different person by this time next year. Within a year, you can absolutely transform and change yourself. But you are not going to be a completely different person on January 2nd. Here's what happens with most people. Most people dive into the new year in a way that's extreme. They are ready to take turn over a new leaf. Maybe this shows up with cleanses. Maybe doing dry January. Maybe they're going to eliminate all sugar and flour from their diet. Maybe they're going to start intermittent fasting. Maybe they're going to do the uh, 75 hard or whole 30 
or I'm going to go to the gym every single day when I have not been to the gym in years. This is what a lot of people do. I'm going to just change. It's going to be completely different. I am going to change my life next year and I'm going to do it in a very extreme way. Now, these more extreme approaches with eliminating things or going all in on something in a completely different way. What is good about it? These are not, this is not black and white. It's not all or nothing. Well, sometimes it is actually, right? Sometimes the way that we approach our new years, whether it's a resolution, whether it's a goal, whatever it is, the way that we approach the new year, a lot of times is a very black and white approach. I have been doing nothing. So now I'm going to do all the things. I have not been going to the gym. I have not been paying attention to my eating habits. I have been whatever. And now I'm going to completely shift. This is part of the problem. But it's not all a problem. There are some really good things about our intentions and wanting something better for ourselves in the new year. What's great about it is wanting to feel better. We want to maybe have a focus to prioritize health and wellness. We want to improve maybe our financial status. Maybe we want to improve our relationships. Maybe we want to do something new as it relates to our professional lives. It's amazing to have a vision and a goal for yourself. This is what is very helpful about a New Year's goal, a New Year's resolution, a New Year's intention, having a vision and a goal for yourself, wanting something better for yourself. This is amazing. The challenge that I see is the black and white thinking. The the way that so many people go to extremes with their resolutions and with their goals. They ask themselves to show up in a very different way for themselves on January 1st than they've been living for the past year or six months or however many months it has been. This is the challenge. This creates the pendulum effect. I talk about the pendulum effect when I talk about restriction and how that can lead to binging, to feeling out of control with food. We swing so far in one direction with these extremes. I'm not going to eat these foods. I'm going to eliminate all of this from my diet. I'm going to eliminate entire food groups. I'm going to take out all of these things. We go one way, completely in one direction of the pendulum. And there is generally and most often an equal and opposite reaction. So when we have these big extremes in one direction, it is very often and very common that the pendulum is going to swing in the other direction, which is going to lead you to potentially a binge, feeling out of control with food. If you think I am, okay, I'm going to get serious. I'm going to just take all of this stuff out. I'm going to go extreme. I'm going to take all of these things out of my diet. I'm going to stop doing all of this stuff. We are creating a pendulum. We're living in the extremes. And then what happens the day after we show up in a way that is not perfect? So let's say we have, I don't know, two weeks. Let's say we're somehow we managed to go for two weeks with this new extreme lifestyle, this new leaf that we're going to turn over on January 1st. Let's say we managed to do it for 14 days. Then what happens on the 15th day when we just can't get out of bed? when we just can't um, resist 
and just push through our cravings and our desires to eat other stuff. When we just, when we get angry at our, our partner or we procrastinate on a deadline at work, whatever it is, what happens the day after we show up in a way that we don't want to? So many people, when we set a goal and an intention from this extreme mindset, from the black and white thinking, I'm going to do all of these things. As soon as I have a day where I show up and I don't do the thing I said I was going to do because I'm human, I absolutely will have this day. Then what? What happens next? For so many people, we have the restriction, the pendulum. Let's say we decide I'm not going to eat starting January 1st, no sugar, no flour. I'm going to do intermittent fasting. I'm going to do um, 75 hard. I'm going to do all of this stuff. And I go through, let's say, a number of days. Then I do end up, let's say I eat something at work. Then I think, oh, I blew it. I wasn't supposed to do it. I've already messed up. Well, I'm going to be perfect again tomorrow. So I might as well eat as much as I can right now. We get that pendulum effect thinking, well, since I wasn't perfect and I'm supposed to be perfect and I'm going to be perfect tomorrow, now I'm going to eat it all. Then the next day, then what happens? Oh, maybe I feel terrible and I don't feel good when I wake up. So I'm not going to go to the gym. I'm not going to do the thing. So many people quit their resolutions on the 17th of January. I believe the 17th of January is actually known as Quitter's Day. It's the day that most people give up on their resolutions. 16 days they make it. This is not, these are not very good odds. They're not very good statistics. And it's because of the way we set them. We set our expectations, our goals, our resolutions in these extreme ways, expecting us to be entirely different on the 1st of January than we were on the 31st of December. That's not how change works. So I looked up, uh, I decided I wanted to just look up a few stats. And I found a recent article in Forbes Health about New Year's resolutions in 2024. And if this was interesting to me, there were several, there were several statistics in this article that were really interesting to me. One of them said 62% of people feel pressured to set a New Year's resolution. I can tell you that setting a goal, setting something for yourself from a place or a feeling of pressure is not likely to get you the results that you are looking for. If you are are setting a goal or you're setting an intention, you're setting a resolution because you think you should, because you feel pressured, because other people are asking, hey, what's your goal? What's your resolution? It's not likely that any goal that you set for yourself is likely to be met. If you are creating or setting it from a place of pressure, you also don't want to set it from a place of disbelief. You don't want to set it from a place of uh, dislike or judging, criticizing yourself. This is not the type of energy that is going to create the results that you are looking for. So as a percentage in terms of resolutions in 2024, uh, the majority or the the highest percentage was improved fitness. 48% wanted to improve their fitness. 38% improved finances. 36% improved mental health. 34% lose weight. And 32% to improve their diet. So it's interesting to see kind of what of the people who are setting resolutions, how 
what sort of resolutions they're setting. Here is another interesting fact from this article. The average resolution lasts three, less than four months. Less than four months. Only 8% of respondents stick with their goals for one month. 22% last two months. 22% three months. And 13% four months with their resolutions. So what does all that mean? I just threw a bunch of numbers at you. Here's the summary. After six months, 80% of the people who um, who participated in this survey that Forbes did for 2024, 80% of people said they generally do not stick with their goals after six months. But here's another interesting thing. I actually found another Forbes study, which was from, I think, a, maybe one or two years ago. And it said that 80% of people abandon their New Year's resolutions by February. So I'm not sure exactly which is accurate here. Somewhere between February and May, 80% of people who create and set New Year's resolutions have abandoned them. So I don't want you to be in the 80%. What, what makes people in the 80%? A lot of it is these really high expectations for themselves, black and white thinking, expecting themselves to be completely different. Here's another interesting um, fact about from this study is it says that action-oriented goals are more likely to result in success after one year than avoidance-oriented goals. So we want to think about things we want to do, not things we want to avoid. So how do I avoid being this 80%? What can I do? How do I avoid the new year trap? Number one, know yourself. If you've been listening to this podcast for any period of time, you know that I talk a lot about awareness. Awareness is always the first step to change. We can't change what we aren't aware of. So we have to know what are your patterns, especially as it relates to goals. As it relates to approaching January, do you usually set goals? Do you set New Year's resolutions? Do you like them? Do you keep them? If you don't keep them, what are your patterns? Oh, yeah, you know what? I usually set goals, but I kind of set them because I think I should. I set them because I'm so frustrated with myself by the end of the year. I set them because of whatever reason. Why do you set goals in the first place? Do you like them? And if you don't keep them, what has led you to abandon them in the first place? What are your patterns with not keeping your goals? Well, I don't really want to set goals in the first place. I kind of do it because I think I should. And then at some point, I'm just like, screw it. I don't care. Okay, we know your pattern. How long do you keep them typically? Are you a person who... Usually after two weeks, you're kind of with the other group on January 17th on Quitter's Day. Or are you maybe one of those people who usually last till like February or March? Or maybe you are a person who loves goals, who loves to review this past year, who loves to set goals for the next year, who is on fire about goals and really does like to look at, evaluate, adjust, adapt. Goals really are kind of a part of the foundation of what keeps you going. There is no right or wrong here. There is no right or wrong way to 
have goals. There probably is. There are ways that are helpful to have goals and there are ways that are not helpful to have goals. But if you are a person like my husband, he doesn't love, he does not like setting New Year's resolutions. Some, there are some goals he will like to set, but not many. It's not something that he loves doing. And so trying to, inc- I, I like goals. I like goals, some goals. I like certain goals that feel to me something that I can work towards, that feel doable, that feel like I can work towards them. I can start to see progress in certain ways. I can see the benefit of um, the, the process of doing these goals. I like to set goals. When I talk to my husband about goals, sometimes he's just like, no, I don't, I don't particularly love them. I don't really want to set them. I have no desire to set a new year's goal or resolution or intention, which is great. He knows himself. He does not need to set goals. You do not need to set goals either if you don't want to. You can achieve amazing things without goals, but goals do give us kind of this vision of where we want to go. And that can be amazing about goals. But know your own patterns. Do you like to set goals? Do you keep them? If not, what has led you to abandon them? So reflect on this. Learn about yourself and adjust. Don't just go about this this time going into January doing the same thing that you always do. If you always set very similar. If you find that over the years you have set very similar goals for yourself in January and you have noticed a pattern, I usually set this goal. Okay, I do okay for this number of days. Then I'm pretty much just right back to where I was starting in February or in March or whatever it is. Know that for yourself and adjust. Experiment with doing something different. Don't get into the same cycle over and over again. This is the New Year's trap. Oh, it's January. Here's what I do. I set these goals. I expect all these massive things out of myself. And then I generally crash and burn or I quit or whatever it is. Don't just keep repeating the same pattern. Reflect, get aware of your own patterns and experiment with doing something different. This, all of this reflection and this awareness, it's the same with food. It's like knowing what you eat, why you eat. Do you like it? Do you like this food, adjusting, experimenting with different things. Don't get yourself in the same patterns over and over again. So if you want to set goals and resolutions, why do you want to set them in the first place? Is it because you like goals? Is it because you think you should? Is it because you feel pressured with other people asking you? Is it because you don't think you will be able to change without goals? Understand the why behind your goals and check in and see how does it feel. If you are going to set goals, set resolutions, do it from a place of an energy that feels expansive, that feels like draws you to like, yes, I want this for myself. Not like, ugh, I should, I'm bad, I need to change. That is not the type of energy that is going to create any result that you want. So if you decide you want goals for yourself, evaluate them. Does this feel realistic? Do I have a long enough time horizon? Am I willing to give this time in order for this change to transpire over time? Am I willing to be committed to the process 
and not just the result. Is this something I want for myself versus something I want to avoid? This goes back to um, what we learned from that Forbes article that we want to create goals from a place of what we want, not what we want to avoid. So for example, more peace with food versus stopping binging. Feeling better in my body versus losing weight. Creating more habits to support my health versus weight loss. What am I looking to create? What do I want for myself? More questions to ask yourself. Do I have the support that I need? A lot of times when we are looking to change, we need support. We need help. We need guidance to get where we want to go. Do I have the support that I need? If not, where can I seek that support? How will I handle handle the inevitable obstacles that will come my way? You will have obstacles. How will I handle them? How will I treat myself along the way? What will I do the day after I deviate from my goals? The other thing you can do is if a goal doesn't feel amazing to you, you consider a word of the year, an intention that you can place on the entire year. Another question, will this put me at risk for being on the pendulum of all or nothing thinking or behavior? And how will I celebrate my progress? You guys know how much I value and the importance of incremental progress. How will I celebrate it? Now, only you can know what is the best approach for you going into this new year. Some people love goals and resolutions. And some people just wish they would love them and they force themselves to make them. They think this year will be different. But what do you want to do for yourself? What do you want to even call your intentions, your purposes, your plan and your vision for yourself for 2024? You could call it a goal, a resolution, a vision, an intention, a word. Or you could say, you know what? I'm just going to live every single day as however you decide. You have permission to have zero goals or resolutions for the new year and also to become a completely different person by by next year if that's what you want for yourself. You can absolutely have that. You do not have to have a resolution in order to change. It's a decision. It's a commitment. You will need the five C's that I talk about with my clients. Commitment, consistency, curiosity, courage, and celebration. Don't fall into the trap. You likely know your own trap. Get aware. Be aware of where you have fallen into the trap and do something different this year. Experiment with a different approach for yourself and see how it changes how you show up, not only on January 1st and January 2nd and February and March. How can you show up in a way that is sustainable? Words I use all of the time in terms of eating choices with myself and my clients are nurturing, supportive, and sustainable. Can you create a vision, a plan, a goal, a resolution, whatever you want for yourself for this coming year that feels nourishing, supportive, and sustainable? This is how we create change. We do that consistently 
over time. The sustainable part is very important. The New Year's trap is not sustainable. So do something different this year. Don't fall in the trap. Find something for yourself that feels nourishing, supportive, and sustainable. And if that means zero resolutions, zero goals, you have permission to do that. And you still can create the change that you want for yourself in this year. If you would like additional support in this coming year to create the change and the peace and ease you want with food, I would love to guide you and help you through that process. Reach out and we can explore that further. That's what I have for you this week. I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Binge Breakthrough. If you want to understand why you feel out of control with food sometimes, I've created just the thing for you. Discover the number one reason why and get three things you can do today. Visit bingebreakthrough.com forward slash quiz and you'll have your answer and your next steps within minutes. That's bingebreakthrough.com forward slash quiz.